from LPL. I'm Alon. This is Walsh. Let's jump right in with some housekeeping. Please go ahead and give us a rate and a review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Email and rate my teams and other questions to FMLPL at gmail.com. Check out our website, FMLPL.com. We have league info, links to our team, social media, store with stickers and ringtones. A lot of sticker purchases this week, which made us extra happy. Um, <laughs> also on the website, we post lineup lamentations every Friday. We pick our starting 11s and captains and more stuff on there. Um, Lastly, shout out top the FMLPL table. It's a new top, but it's a longtime friend of the pod, Mitch Maynard, aka BTSTU. Massive 93 points, breaking into 500 rank worldwide. Yeah, he's been an early follower, I think, of the pod. Uh, He's been emailing since, like, yeah, early, early pods. Congrats, Mitch. Happy for you, buddy. He got the fucking 14 from Brunt. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Huge. Um, that's great. Yeah. Still has Tyus Browning chilling out there, third on the bench, like that style. Yeah, why not? Huh. Um, um, all right, so how'd you do? Yeah, let's go on to us. Um, What's going on? I did okay. Um, 75 points, but I took a hit, so really 71. Pretty and much. What was your hit? Uh, it was a bad hit. It was Ozil Sanchez. So it was like fucking a it, such an idiot. Net positive of nine thousand fucking points. <laughs> oh god. Net net if positive you, of a if you, bukake. If you didn't keep, if you didn't do that hit and you kept Ozil and you oh kept in Austin, god. we wouldn't be potting this week. You we, would be dead. Yeah, I'd be dead. Yeah, I'd be just hanging from my balcony. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, just like last week, pretty much I got like six-ish points above the top 10K average, which means I just mm-hmm. kept climbing at about the same rate. I'm up like 10 or 11K from uh, last week. Um, You're on 72. Yeah, I'm on 72 now. Worth okay. noting in the in the pod versus pod league with Just Offside, me and you fucking fucked them. None of them have Sanchez, so they're probably all very sad. I still don't really know who they are or what they do. I didn't never listen to their pods, so yeah, they're very, just you know I'm very divested into that thing. Friendly, friendly banter. Um, okay. On the other hand, we both Captain Sanchez, which was a fucking, as you know, fuck fest, or I guess as Alexi would say, fuck fiesta. And then I had Lee Grant coming through again as as usual, uh, clutch eight pointer, which was very very nice. Costa keeps costing, and then actual every other player on my team blanked. I had three one-pointers in defense. Fucking negative one from Aguero, of course. It was just like, I mean, we had pretty similar weeks. I was just thinking about it earlier today. It's like every bad thing that could pretty much possibly happen, like everything that me and you are rooting against, happened. The only reason we stayed afloat is because Sanchez went absolutely insane. But like, Tottenham clean, neither of us have them. Alonso assists, Hazard goal and bones. Um, Kane. Mane, Kane, every Spurs midfielder. Defoe, Benteke, Phillips, Laton, Like every guy that has some ownership that neither of us have scored. Yeah, I mean, some weeks that's just how it is. and But we have Sanchez, I mean, I, so we're fine. <clears throat> yeah, I had a similar week. I had 70 points and... I was just so thankful I transferred in Sanchez instead of Kane because if I hadn't done, I would have been a bigger red. But I got a red. I mean, I was 16K. I'm at 18K now on 70 points this week. I was also similar to you. I had 
Alexis and Costa returns, and I have a blank from every single other player on my team, including a zero, and obviously Aguero's negative one. So, um, I mean, I'm in a bit of a state. I already did my transfer, and we'll get there. But I'm not happy with my team right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just not happy. I don't know. 18k is still great, but I don't like the. A lot of my players and a lot of the positions that I'm in, so I think that hits are going to fly for me this week. Yeah, it feels like we're both in similar situations of just like kind of teetering, like good enough to keep getting by and maybe just stay afloat, but like both of our defenses are fucking nightmares. We haven't gotten points from there in so long, except for Lee Grant, and I don't know, we're just not on a lot of the bandwagons that keep returning right now. Yeah, so that hopefully will change, but we'll talk about our teams later. But um, I mean, it was an exciting week. But before we get into it, we have an opening question. We haven't done one in a while uh, from Ian Kilbane. Ian says, "If one of you died, would the other take over the other person's FPL team? Would you want the other one to take over your the other one being me and you? If not, who would you want to have take it over? Or would you want the team to die with its manager?" Oh my god. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so good how like this person this person thinks of us as like making that number one priority if either of us die. It is it's it's in the top five. Yeah, it's absolutely top five. It's definitely top five. Oh my god. I mean well yeah, there's two rounds to go. I mean there's like if if a player dies in fantasy, it's like, do you drop him or do you keep him on as like a remembrance? I mean, I think if you if you died, I think I would maintain your account, but I would be I would do my best to emulate you and not me. <laughs> like I wouldn't just do the same moves that I'm making because I think they're smart. I would just try and be like more aggro Walsh version of myself and just be like. I don't know. I'd probably turn into a schizo and just look myself in the mirror and just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And just make some Walshy type move. <laughs> oh, God. What about you? Yeah. No, I mean, there would be only one person on the planet I would ever entrust my team with, and it's you. So that's oh. a no brainer. But in terms of me, to you, I don't know. I mean, I would be dead, so I wouldn't know anything what's happening because when you die, nothing else happens. So that's sorry for leaving God. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's just so funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, it I would manage your team. Question. You would manage my team. It'd be great. Yeah, no, I would love to see your like imitation of my team. I would want to like tape up or so, like have the screen on my monitor, and I would write in like dry erase, like Alon, 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 under each person's name, even though the kits would be different. Just be like, oh, Alon's getting all these points. He's still alive. <laughs> That's a great fucking dedication. But then if you scroll down, it's like, oh no. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. This is too deep. I love that. that um, was, that's, a, that's a fucking hilarious opening question. So <laughs> this, week, this week, I mean, there were a lot of ton scores I saw. Huge um, People scores. that had all of the, the Hazard, Costa, Kane, people that got rid of Aguero two weeks ago who got a little fucked last week if they held steady. Got rewarded this week. There were plenty of teams with like Kane, Hazard, and Sanchez. Um, a lot of big scores. Defense also, I feel like normally I've been kind of actually doing decently with defensive points, getting yeah. a couple clean sheets here and there. But everything went the wrong way for me this week for sure. I mean, I just nothing hit. I got zero from Klein. Um, 
a couple one pointers. It seems like Watford. There were so, in a, in so a few state. cleans this week, though. Yeah, but there were still those people, you know, with the Spurs. Brunt, or, Brunt and Evans both returned. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs and Middlesbrough. Stoke. They're they're good fucking defense. Yeah, I mean, they're a lot of great people have like Gibson and shit. Yeah, at home they're just great. They've been keeping a lot of. They have not let up a lot of goals, and that's kind of form carrying through from the championship last year. We were talking yeah. about it preseason. We were really high on their defense. Yeah, and we, I think we both had friend at the beginning, but they just started off so fucking shitty. We got rid pretty early doors because they weren't looking good. But yeah. now they've definitely tightened up. But um, I think we should probably just start with Chelsea because they turned aside Man City, even though they didn't look great they kind of clinically finished some counters man city should have done better the scoreline definitely flattered but chelsea have a run right now that's pretty nuts and i mean going with anything less than two chelsea players seems like sort of a little bit suicidal and a little bit too much couch hiding what do you think yeah i mean that all makes sense to me the problem is i guess if you can't really get to Hazard. Like for me, for example, it'd be very difficult for me to get to Hazard. What other midfield do you choose? And maybe do I just skip midfielder all together and just try and get Alonso and Azpil or something like that? That's what I would go for. Yeah, I mean, they have such an insane run and they have one each straight, which is just ludicrous. But it will be interesting to see if there's a little bit of rotation and stuff. They haven't really had any injuries or need to ever rotate all year. I mean, they had Matic out this week, and they had you know Pedro subbed off early with like a little knock. But it'll be interesting to see if like Alonso can play the most you know physically demanding position in th- for three games in one week. And same with Moses. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they have to rest like Conte or. Give Batshuayi a start over Costa, who kind of has been like getting all these niggly injuries at the end of a lot of games. Yeah, but it's just that's time wasting dark arts. Everyone yeah, it is. It is the, it's the dark oh, arts. Come on. Come on. But um, yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing much else to say about Chelsea. I mean, I agree. It's it's pretty urgent to load up on Chelsea as soon as you can because they're just the class of the league. I mean, there's there's a chance like five game weeks from now that they're just like destroying everyone and in first place by like double digit points with their run. Yeah, there's also a reasonable shout that Costa could have the number one point scored for a forward, Hazard number one point scored for a mid, and two or three Chelsea defenders top three point scored for defense. I mean Yeah, that's that's real. Yeah. They weren't only keeping clean sheets in that run. They weren't even letting up shots on target or touches in the box. I mean I don't think doubling their defense is a risky move at all. And I think for you, like you're saying, if you can stretch your five or five five defenders up to the six two range right now and get David Luiz and Alonso or something, doing that and then hiding behind with Hazard and hoping maybe you're covering those points a little bit with uh with the extra clean sheet since most people have that one Chelsea defender, seems like a good tactic and one thing with Hazard, I mean, we talked about him at length the last couple of weeks, but with the Aguero ban out for four games, so many more teams are buying Hazard because all of a sudden so much money's available so much to have yeah. Alexis and Hazard. So, I mean, the goal he scored was well taken, obviously, but it was such a fucking piece of shit. Just like City throwing everything in the kitchen sink with that high line, and he just got behind it. I mean, and that was the worst was thing ever for us. For us, it was bad, but I mean, it, it put up nine for him, which is a tidy score any day of the week, and then. 
home West Brom, then a couple good aways and a couple homes. It's, it's with his ownership continuing to climb. It's really difficult for me to ignore that. Um, I was, however, thinking a little bit about KDB as a differential punt instead of Hazard, but I kind of reasoned myself into thinking it was too stupid and a step too far. Yeah, you just can't. Just because of where I'm ranked. He's not nailed. Yeah, he's still not terribly nailed, but I still think he's going to maybe get some false nine shouts. I don't know. He was ticking so nicely when Aguero was out earlier this year. I, I think he's a really good differential shout, and I think if I were ranked, 150k or 300k instead of where I'm at right now, I would probably go KDB over Hazard and then try to fucking go insane on Chelsea defense. Yeah, totally, and just try and like differential rise a little bit. Yeah, because that's a thing where I feel like that really minimizes the risk of not having Hazard by going cost and double defense because you should be making some points up there with your differential plus the added bonus of having KDB who even though yes not terribly nailed could be nailed I don't know he might not be able to think he could rest him even Pep when Aguero's out because every game really is must win he's he's seeing that no game's easy so I don't know I still really like KDB a lot and I am still having an, in the back of my mind and a little mind's eye towards doing Alexis, KDB, and Hazard on my own team, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I mean, it's such a crazy thing with Chelsea. We, I feel like we haven't really seen this from an FPL team or for a real-life team in FPL in a long time because going into this week, Costa was the highest-owned player in general in fantasy, any position, like 67% of forward I mean, 67% of the top 10K have him as their forward. Hazard, the highest midfielder. You know, their defenders are spread a little bit further out, and Courtois is still top five. But Costa and Hazard are both going up. <laughs> so, yeah, like, next week it's up. just going to be, like, 75% Costa and 65% Hazard. It's fucking crazy. And even owning both is barely going to be a differential. I'm sure that'll still be in like the 30% range. Yeah, that's not even a differential. Yeah, cost is going up with a flag on him and Hazard's going up with just the goal. It's really, again, I think it's all about the Aguero funds released before where you don't, before when you're questioning Alexis or Hazard, that's not a debate. That's Alexis all day. I think he put that to bed for at least the near future, still playing out of position on Arsenal. Um, but. Now that that's not a question and you can get both easily, then that's what everyone seems to be doing. So I don't know. Hazard's scary. Captaincy is going to be more, that much more important now that a real true template's forming. And um, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about it, but we'll see. I'm nervous about it too. I don't feel great right now, even though my rank's okay and your rank's really good. I don't know. It feels like it feels weird right now. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, it, everything does feel a little bit strange, but we'll, we'll see. I, it's just been a few kind of teeter-tottery weeks for us, I think, and it's we haven't had a really good differential come off for us on our squads. Or Yeah, it's true. And this is the kind of thing with you'd think when <laughs> I got a fucking 46-pointer for my captain, I still get a red arrow. Yeah, that's, that's not so easy. Crazy. That's difficult to do, kind of. And it's every every player returned this week, and thank God we were on Hazard or Alexis captain because it really did buoy us. Because if not, we would have oh had big God. big reds. Huge if we reds. captain, Ken, I mean Kane. If we captain Kane, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I think it was our biggest. I mean, it was second biggest captaincy. I remember to Aguero's five goals last year, but it felt so much bigger because we both transferred him in this week. 
It's yeah. truly like the greatest transfer of all time. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. As much as owning Gundogan and watching my value tank is the worst transfer of all time, yeah. transferring Alexis in, especially because it was really close to Kane, the Kane versus Alexis question. Kane, yeah. Which now is not a question because Kane's in for Aguero, obviously. But no longer a question, yeah. No, but yeah, let's let's move over to Arsenal. So Alexis is probably triple rising this week. It's hard to imagine there are going to be many teams in the top hundred k or just really active teams that are going to not have Alexis after that explosion. But I still have Walcott. He's just a shell of his former self, and their defense looks really shitty. Is there another person to invest in for Arsenal? Hmm. I don't think so. Um, I don't see. I just don't. Yeah, I, don't I can't. It. Even though they have some good fixtures coming up, I can't imagine a rationale that one of their premium six plus defenders is better than any other team that has a six million valued defender. Yeah, I would have Baines. I would rather have Baines. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd rather have Baines. Yeah, he's on pens. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's another Arsenal guy to own for all year. It was Walcott. I mean, Ozil's just such insanely bad value at nine six. It's just way, yeah. way, way yeah. too high. So way too expensive. He's not an option. And as you say, they haven't kept a clean sheet in a long time. I mean, they fucking ass fuck Basel today in Champions League, but still let up a late goal. I don't know. They do have that nice run, and I think the way that we're approaching it is really the way to go, which is just Alexis and probably capping Alexis for the majority of those games in the run. But, yeah, I mean, Homestoke, I could see them keeping it clean maybe, but at Everton, at City after that, I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't feel like you're putting your money in the right place or in the right no. team. When, Should like, be a short list to go. Yeah, you can straight swap like any, any of their, as you said, six guys, six million guys, you can straight swap to like a Chelsea guy. Like that's just automatic. Yep. Um, let's move over to Liverpool because it was a little bit of an interesting one. Uh, how they would react after Phil died and still no Lalana in the squad. They weren't too shy for goals. I mean, Origi came in, but they obviously that game was insane and they shipped a billion, but no Matip kills them, obviously. Yeah, that no Matip so, just destroys the defense. It makes Lovren back to bad Lovren. It's and weird, Lucas right? Is a little he's guy. Like, yeah. Joel's he's, just so calm and like good on the ball that it like really changes everything. Yeah, but the midfield, Firmino, I think, had one of the worst statistical and watchable games he's had. Easily his worst game all season. Maybe one of the worst that he's ever started under Klopp. Yeah, I, um, I would agree with Chan, that. Chan, Chan, I'm a little worried about Chan. I was shouting Chan a little bit last week. I know we we talked a little bit after the pod. I was thinking of doing Gundogan to Chan for a hit. Decided it wasn't great to do minus four on your fourth mid, who's probably a dick fuck anyway, but he obviously had that worldie. He was getting forward a lot. Do you think his positioning is going to be a little more shackled when Adam returns? No, I, I really don't. I don't see it changing at all. Um, I think Lalana comes in for Wijnaldum and everything else is is pretty much exactly the same. And do you think there's yeah. do you think there's a chance that Adam comes in for Phil and they go back four three three and they bench Origi because they lose a lot with Divac up there yeah, in terms of their it, pressing that, and that's his work rate is that a shout or yeah no? yeah I would say that's a shout but you also can't deny Origi's goal scoring you know he scored in three straight sure. but sure. that's definitely a shout I mean it's not only no Coot no Lalana no Matip also like Sturridge injured at <laughs> he's been healthy for like. 
his longest time longest ever time healthy. And then, like, he dies right when we need him most. It's just so shitty. But, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, we just didn't look fluid. I mean, we scored three goals in a game that you could argue we should have scored, like, one if it wasn't for, like, Boric mistakes, you know? <laughs> Versus, like, there's other games earlier this year, like Southampton or whatever, where we scored zero goals when we probably should have scored three. It was a really weird game. Like, I don't think if you play that game over, we score three again. Um we just didn't look good. And I think part of it also is Firmino's just not – he just wasn't 100% fit. I think mm-hmm. he was he was forcing himself to play because of all the injuries and we just would have been like such a second team if he wasn't in there. Right. Um, also, Mane getting pulled early for a little knock hurt the team a lot. But yeah. I don't know. We, we texted with guest Jason a bit about it also. I just think – Move on. It's like one bad game. The only really like bad attacking game all year. Home hammers is still a potential like fucking thrashing. Um, so you gotta you gotta let it roll for one more and see what's up against against home West Ham. But yeah, if they're not looking good against that, also, I don't know. That's not good. At, yeah, and then at Burrow's a really tough fixture. Yeah, they have not got... good attacking fixtures for a while. After West Ham, the, der- the Derby's a pretty good attacking fixture, I would say. Yeah, it's okay, but Home Stoke, Home City, Sunderland, no, they're all fucking good, dude. I don't know Liverpool. It's like every la, other la, game la, la, for la, the la. next while. But I could, I think you could argue that it's not time anymore to double up. As like, no. you know, a no. month ago is like you're fucking sane if you're not doubling up. Yep. But, I agree with that. Yeah, Mane going away January. Like we pretty much have no other wingers on the entire team. Um, yeah, you got like Ojo and some of those young fucks. Yeah, some young fucks. In. But like, it's weird, you know. Klopp like loves pace and wingers, and we have one. But um, mm. yeah, I don't know. We'll see you next week. I, I'd imagine it's the same lineup, just Lilana in for Genie. But yeah, we'll okay. see. Yeah. Okay. What else um, do you want to hit on? Uh, we should talk about Spurs. Ibra. Ibra, what's up? Fuck I mean, I don't know. He's just good. fucking titting. He's back. Like As we said last week, his stats have never really dipped at all. He just wasn't yeah. finishing the chances that he was getting. And now he's scored in like 25 games straight. Like He's just kind of under the radar because of how good Costa and Chelsea are and because of Kane's fixtures. He's kind of under the radar scoring every single week and has a really good run after the Spurs game. I just wonder, like, any thoughts about trying to bring him in or anything like that? Because there's not really anyone else in United that's an option. Uh, they still were absolutely horrible against Everton. So I still don't think they're having good performances in the league. They they haven't won a game in a fucking ages. And, yeah, he's finishing. But the, the goal he scored at the weekend, for example, that was... A Stecklenburg nightmare. God, that was such a howler. Yeah, he he didn't really have a single chance in the entire game, so I'm not too. Or especially was surprising to me was that that was the first time he actually played what, in my opinion, is what the front four he should be playing every day with uh, Martial, McTarian, and uh, fucking and who's the other fuck and Paul. And I don't know. They're just such a fucking nightmare. And I, I like Ibra so much, but I hate. Watching them, and I don't want to watch them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. being. I'm probably just being 
not objective about it, but like you say, they do have a really good run coming up, which is undeniable. But I think with Kane, he's a better shout, um, at least for the next few. Yeah. And then maybe there'll be a bigger question when Aguero returns, which of those guys we're going to fit in. I mean, cost is a given. I still don't think it's tenable to have three of three premiums. They're all 11 million now, basically. So picking two is the question, but then it really comes down to between Kane, Aguero, and Zlatan. So I think it's going to be a lot of personal preference. I think there are going to be a lot of teams that very do not very urgently rush to get Aguero back in. Which I think, honestly, at this point, I don't hate. He's had two straight reds. He's had two negative scores. Yeah, his overall point tally is high, and he's had those few double-digit games. But I don't know. He's he's been a fucking nightmare. I don't know what the fuck his problem is with the red cards and shit. It's very unlike yeah. him. And not maybe this is just him now. He seems to be like petulant at the ends of these games when they're not going his way. He does something mad, and he. Always has had this little streak in him. I yeah. feel like in the in the past, but he's kind of gotten away with a couple of questionable things. But I mean, the Reed elbow earlier this season was no no doubt, and you know clearly Reed got under his skin or whatever. You know he's bad on yeah, the center he has, game. He has previous with Luis too. With, like yeah, people with Luis, were predicting this. Yeah, yeah. I mean Brazil, Argentina, shit. They've always had some problems. Luis had that challenge early that was not called by the ref. He probably didn't forget about that. But I think at thirteen mil, and then when he's fucking fucks off for four games with a straight red. Not only do you get it, it's worse than getting injured. You're getting negative points that week out of him as well. I think that he's being matched clearly by very by several other forwards in the game. He's yeah. not far and away number one. I mean, Costa's obviously better than him right now. That's not a question. But between Kane and Zlatan, I think you could very rationally argue either of them given the current form that they're in. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting when he comes back to see how yeah. we handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially you and I are like the biggest proponents of like obviously Aguero at all times. Yeah. Um, and then he comes back. Obviously, fucking comes back for the Liverpool, Liverpool. game. We can't yeah. get lucky in that regard. Yeah, Someone yeah. was tweeting. Uh, this dude Johnny who always tweets was tweeting like, "Oh, luckily for you, he'll be like rusty and blah blah." I was like, "Dude, he doesn't get fucking rusty." Like yeah, he, he'll he'll probably come in and brace. He always comes in and braces. It's always like people don't get him in. I don't know. I, we'll I still want him in the future, we'll but we'll as far as Ibra goes, like I have so much money in the bank. Even though I went to Kane, I still have like three million in the bank. Like I'm half thinking about after this week finding a way to make Chaz Ibra for a little run. Yeah, it's basically your banking points. You know that he's going to be scoring points. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm thinking about that as far as Ibra yeah. goes. I mean, he's no, dying for fun. No, he is. I don't mind that at all. I think he's definitely a good pick, but I still would put him in third place behind Costa and Kane right now. Yeah, especially because of Kane's ownership just went through the roof. But yeah, after I mean, after Kane has that home Burnley, and and if Costa's still fi- uh, sorry, Zlatan's still firing, I don't mind doing a lateral swap like that because he has a few tough fixtures up. Up Kane does after that. Yeah, and, at Southampton, uh, at Watford, home Chelsea. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Normally, I feel really comfortable owning Kane in fantasy the last couple of seasons, but I still think that he was incredibly lucky to get those points this past weekend. It's and felt like that every week, and Tottenham just haven't done. looked good, and they just look like slow in possession and not 
creative at all. They're just getting like weird bounces and world eagles and stuff. I don't know. I haven't been too impressed with Tottenham so far. Yeah, they did look, I think, probably like second half after I guess Swansea properly gave up. They did yeah, look I mean, like that they was were back fucking... to all that, but that was not really. You can't. They weren't playing reasonable Premier League opposition at that point. Yeah, but. That fucking ollie dive for that pen was oh, I couldn't. That was a difficult so thing to So fucking annoying. I mean, luckily we got a, that third Alexis goal is the most offsides thing ever, so it kind yeah, of like balanced true. out. That's true. That's true. He was very offsides. He was like 80 yards offsides, but yeah. made up the, for it The linesman mailed it in. The yeah, the sexiness of that fake, though, just exposing, yeah. exposing Randolph. Yeah, he definitely did do that. Um, but on the on the striker tip, I mean, there's a lot of actual debate on who the best budget striker is because for a while it was pretty much like just Chaz and maybe Defoe. Now Defoe is second in points out of every forward, which is fucking crazy. And Origi is now an option. Ian Nacho is now an option. Benteke has been hot lately. Who do you like as the budget budget striker? And we as both have Chaz, pe- but it doesn't feel great. The thing that I still think that Chaz with his pens in his locker and the run that they have forever, basically for three months, he's going to steadily tick. But it's kind of hard to look past Defoe. The th- I just couldn't get past the stats when I was looking at it last week because I just brought yeah. Austin in. Yeah, Defoe's stats are so much worse than Chaz's. Yeah, They're not, not remotely close. It's not close at all, yeah. But Defoe keeps slotting his one of two or three chances a game, and every single game he scored a goal, I think he's gotten nearly back, like so many bonus points. He's gotten so many bonus points for Sunderland because no one else on his entire team is remotely close to him for bonus points after he scores a goal because they're so bad. But I still think Benteke, I mean, he's still steadily been climbing up in the point totals too. Uh, he had pretty lucky lucky returns this weekend. I think he's <laughs> definitely a shout. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely a shout, but I don't see very many other names in there. I guess, he, yeah, Iannaccio is probably Arigi one. Arigi and Iannaccio. I mean, like like we said earlier, Arigi scored in three straight. He should be, in theory, nailed for the next while. And then Mane goes to AFCON, and Arigi should like, keep his spot, kind of, you know? Um, mm, I need to I need to see a little more from him. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust. I don't think he's a hundred percent nailed either. But people are bringing him in, and some people are are benefiting from that. Yeah, no, I don't mind that as a little bit of a punt. But I still think that awesome when you look at what he did for QPR two seasons ago, and he's definitely a little bit of an inconsistent guy, but. He's gonna pop up with points, and I, I feel pretty comfortable owning him. He's still point eight cheaper than Defoe right now, um, but if I prob, it's always chasing last week's points. Like Austin scored two weeks ago, didn't score last week. Defoe didn't score two weeks ago, scored last week. And they're they're both good picks. They're both good picks. Yeah, the thing yeah, with Nacho that I think is gonna be really interesting is like. I feel like he's shined in the role of like super sub. Like he comes on, they need a goal, or he comes on and it's like already three nil, and he just adds to it. But like I've been a little bit underwhelmed with him when he was starting for Aguero earlier in the season and stuff. So, be interesting to see if he can like cement his position and tit on a team as good as City. Yeah, that's one thing I am a little bit 
with Kevin able to play false nine or even Nolito yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know how nailed he is. Kevin and Nolito that, just seem so much better to me. Yeah. I do remember, though, I captained him and brought him in for that 10-pointer earlier this oh, season yeah. when he was home Bournemouth. That was great. That's a good time. But um, I would probably, that's for that reason, though, even still, Iannaccio even worse, I think, than Origi because Iannaccio is a literal four-game shelf life. Origi could keep going for a little bit longer, but yeah. they're both theoretically nailed, and I don't want theoretically nailed anywhere near one of my three forward spots, so that's why I kind of don't really consider them. Uh, you, you, wanted to, you wanted to talk about the Ox. <laughs> my God. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot the about Ox, that, dude! dude. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't, I think I changed my mind. You don't want to talk about him? What is he, like, who is he? What is he doing in the world? <laughs> He's I Kieran Gibbs. It's the, it's the most infuriating thing watching him. It's worse than watching Navas because wow. he has more moments of, like, a great player in him. But, like Navas, you know, is just a hopeless piece of shit who needs to die and fuck off to Seville or something. But Ox has maybe one in ten actions that's something that not normal players wouldn't be able to do. You know what I mean? Like kind of like an incredible burst of pace goes around someone and slots a great through ball. But there are nine, at least, maybe yeah. not even one in ten. Maybe like one in twenty. No, the yeah, it's definitely are, more than once a game. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Fair, but the vast, vast majority of the things that when you see him, it's I don't understand how he fucks so many simple things up. It's just it's kind of comical. It's kind of like it's comical. I don't know how many fucking times that he he gets the ball and there everything they're doing just stops. He either gives the ball away or sends in some ridiculous cross or makes a ridiculous decision. It was a whole the whole game. It was yeah. Ridiculous. Even if Nate is shitting on an Arsenal player, like he must be fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, he he's getting Nate on likes Ox. Lucas Perez. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the the latest recipient of a hat trick. The hat trick god. Hat trick god, Lucas Perez. <laughs> I mean, and then Chamber he scores that goal late. That's just I just want him to fucking die. He's a disaster. He's kind of like the him. Barkley of wingers. Yeah, it's like, like everything he does is fucking bad, and then like a world. And meanwhile, out of nowhere, he's basically nailed into the England team. And then you look at someone like Zahab, just because they're not playing on Arsenal, can't even get a call up for friendlies. It's that; those are the things. Zaha's like, who's actually a thousand times better than him. It's it's not. You can't even compare them. But it, those are them. Like, what is this? Who are, is everyone watching it's the same? So game? weird how like. Someone like Bale can start his career at fullback and then you know work his way up, and Ox is just nailed as a winger. Like work who, his way back. Who Go didn't play make right him back. a fullback? He's such a fullback. He is Bellerin. If Bellerin was playing as a right winger, he would be doing the exact same the exact thing. Exact same as shit. Ox. They are the exact player, same player. God, oh, Arsenal have a lot of guys like that. Hmm. Not Welbs. This is Welbs team sometime oh, soon. It's going to be Welbs team when love he comes Welbs. back. I miss. I miss him so much. Yeah, I love Welbs. Ox. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, there's not much else to say. That upset. That upset me. So, what about Spurs with Erickson and shit? I don't know. Is he a thing? God, I don't think so. I mean, I that goal is really nice when he switched it to his left foot and and hit it like across the face of goal. That was that was yeah. nice. Good job. The other one was a fucking joke. He yeah. didn't even know the ball was in the air. 
and he yeah. just like ran into he fucking like, flappy hit bird. the back of his neck that and was like an that was a negredo special yeah that was such a negredo goal wow great shout it was such a fucking joke and he gets a goal for that it was so annoying and mm-hmm. i'm sure he's getting transferred in like mad i don't know i still kind of don't believe in him um at a premium slot, it's tough. There, Sun, there are a lot Sun of other to guys. me, shown a lot more. I mean, like, I was saying last week or maybe even the last two weeks, like, I just wish he was nailed. And then he'd be by far my favorite option. And, like, he scores, like, a scissor kick worldie and gets an assist. Like, he's just such a better, or not better, he's a more consistent attacker than Erickson or Ali, I think. And he plays Erickson so much. Gets like, so many hockey assists. What? Erickson gets so many hockey assists. So many. He's just not... He's he, not a, he's he not wants a to be Ozil so badly, but he's just not. No. He's yeah, like a link-up player. He's not like a through-ball like assist player. He's just not even close. No, I agree with that. So I don't know. He's I like still Fernandinho. don't really fucking want him. But yeah, I mean, the in, the, the in home hole, home Burnley, they could easily score five again in either of those. Yeah. So... It's still a shout, and you're happy if you brought him in last week. So what the fuck do I know? No, no kidding. And there was some reasonable banter about bringing him in just because of the fixtures. Definitely. Uh, Yeah, I I was looking. I was looking a little more at Ali than Erickson, but has he ever had a triple return in a game in his in his career? Maybe not. First Spurs. The thing that's really annoying is I would have brought him in if he was point one cheaper. I had because you could have afforded it. Yeah, I could have done Gundo to him if he was point one cheaper, and I probably would have, and I would have been fucking flying. <laughs> yeah, that would have been an insane swing, fifteen point swing. Yeah, but um, um hmm. I got really dark about that ox because I was I started remembering so much more about what I was watching in that moment. It was so fucking infuriating. Yeah, let's let's skip ox. Let's do um. Uh, another thing that's definitely important, and we had a tweet in about it, is just like kind of a PSA, kind of a strategy, overarching thing. Is like there's three games starting on Saturday. There's three games in seven days, basically. So, what what are the general strategies? Like, how should we use our free transfers? Is anything really different, or like what's the deal? I mean, it's kind of a crazy time. I think you just need to make sure you have 14 players on your team if not 15, and just play your good guys and hope they start. And if they don't start and they're on the bench that they don't get a cameo, I don't think you can really play around it. I'd say maybe with captaincy you could be a little bit more mindful of it if you think there's even a small chance that someone might get rested. But um, I don't. I really don't think that there's a plan yeah, that, that makes have sense. besides having players on your team. Yeah, I think so too. If, if you're in the luxury of having... a decent fifth midfielder who's in the five million range like fur fair or whatever or something like that i wouldn't be in a rush to drop him to free up funds right now i'd probably try and stick with a good fifth midfielder if you already own them but probably don't have luxury transfers to do to bring someone like that in for your fifth midfielder if you have a shitty one but yeah yeah, the only other thing i would add to that is like you and i have been really really hesitant on taking hits all year um Now's a really good time to be probably a little more conservative also because you're taking hits for guys who played, in theory, three days earlier. Like, no one's really nailed in this kind of fixture pileup. So you're just opening yourself up to, like, a potential nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's probably a good shot too to just be a little bit more conservative with the point hits because even though you, someone maybe started two of the three first three games in the week and had a couple do- double digits, that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to play that third and then you, you get a hit, that's even worse. Yeah. It snowballs. Yeah, some people are sent, are throwing out shouts of like bringing center backs over fullbacks for this period because they get rotated less, and I guess yeah, that's a thing. But I don't mind. I don't mind that. Yeah, either. I don't yeah, mind that's, that. That's at reasonable. All. Yeah. If it's a fifty-fifty, it's something like if it's a point one or point two difference or something like Barragan versus Gibson or something. You know, maybe it's worth the extra point two to get the center back. But yeah. by and large, I'd say yeah, that's probably as drastic as I'd go. Yeah, I agree. Like yeah. Alderweireld over Kyle Walker or something. If if Toby's deemed fit, maybe something like that. Even he's Tob- supposed to even he's uh, supposed to play Vert. tomorrow. Vert, Vert, oh Vert, <laughs> Vert, yeah. Vert and Ernie. <laughs> um, Toby's supposed to play tomorrow in their Champions League game. Oh, yeah, so I fucking want him. I want a goal. For yeah, him I want so Toby. Badly. Yeah, I want Toby. I too. didn't. I didn't own him last year for one game. Wow, and everyone else did, and got all those goals, and I want some points from him. Yeah, I want points too. Yeah, points what are we talking points. about? We're kind of rambling today. I'm a little getting a little sad. Yeah, we're lacking the the pep, mm. the energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you sad? I don't know. I'm a little pissed off at some of my guys. Yeah, I know. Really Our teams have been under recently. fucking under fucking performing. I've made some really bad transfers recently, and it's really fucking bothering me right now as I look at things. Mm, bad transfers. Can't um, live with them, can't live without them, you know? Let's, let's move on to the weekend. Yeah, so captains, I have mine on Dogface right now. Yeah, I'm either going to probably go Dog or Has. I don't think I'm going to stick on Alexis. I don't know, he just played... I, st- I might go back to Alexis, but I'm yeah, looking I, at he's Stoke. my vice right now. I definitely might go Alexis. Stoke also, if if they're missing Shawcross, I think Bruno Martin's indie like broke his cheek or something. Yeah, he, he might not be he up. might be out. Yeah. Cameron's out. Every fucking guy's out for them. So I might go back to Alexis. That just said, they, me. they've been really Yeah, tough. I know. I know. That's I know. I know. But mm, West Brom, the new Barcelona West Brom. <laughs> that should be a should be some fucking goals in there for Chelsea, but Costas dog are versus so safe. I know dog versus Hazard's fucking close to me though because it's a little home guy. So Hazard tits those. I don't know. Yeah, he does. I don't know. I'd always go Costa over pretty much anyone. <laughs> He's just the yeah. safest thing in the in the league this year. But yeah. I don't know. There's not that many others. I mean, I was looking at like a really really punty shot of like Siggy. I have home no. Sunday. I mean, I I wouldn't do it, but if you're ranked 300k, I wouldn't hate it. Um, but you're not capping like Chaz or Kane or Liverpool after their performance. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much between those three. I feel like. Yeah, Mane maybe West Ham. I don't know. Yeah, you could do Mane, I guess. It's it, but with with Chelsea's fixture and Alexis, it's yeah, it hard just doesn't to see feel past. right. It yeah, it's hard like to see past any of them. I don't know. Do you think West Brom's going to go into Chelsea and Park old style, old school style? Yeah, but well, I guess we matter? haven't seen Chelsea against the bus much. But no. hmm, I don't know. That's going to be a really weird game. I mean, the, sure yeah, their next five are going to be very, very challenging in a completely different way than the rest of their winning streak. <laughs> 
because like West Brom, Sunderland, even like Bournemouth, Stoke are pretty much all going to like park and they're capable of really frustrating the top teams. Palace, not so much, but too soon. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they break teams down. Um, I feel like I think mostly, they're going to hammer all those teams. I think West Brom's the only one that has the height and the old old mentality of Pulis to go seven or eight at the back, like a a four six zero formation. And I don't think Sunderland or Bournemouth or Stoke can can do much. Yeah, like that. Like they, I don't know. I kind of have a weird feeling about Bournemouth. Maybe it's because they're fresh off of fucking doing Liverpool, and that was horrible. But they were just so good in the midfield and so good at pressing Liverpool that, and that's like how you kind of like, that's like the formula to to beat Chelsea a little bit. Not that anyone's actually beaten them, but like you know, taught them, put them under a lot of pressure, and City were pretty much dominating them for sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they could do something, but yeah, Chelsea might just fucking wreck these teams. Who knows? Yeah, I think they're gonna do. I have a really, really good Chelsea gif made by our friend Cole, the guy who made the Gundo wagon gif. Are you? When are you gonna unleash it? I'll post it like Thursday or Friday. It's okay. fucking incredible. I'll send <laughs> Dude, it. To give you. me. Okay, where you don't even tell me. Give me. A he sent it to me like this afternoon. I'll I'll send it over. It's insanely good. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> yeah, send me that shit, you fucker. <laughs> um. So our teams. Um. So I already did. We both already did. Kuhn to Kane. It was just the most yeah. obvious thing ever. And Kuhn triple drop. And Kane's probably triple rising. Um, so I'm sitting here with no more free transfers, and I still have Gundo, and I still have Koscielny, and I still have Kolarov. Um, and my my gut right now is to just keep it and maybe take a hit next week. And it doesn't feel great, but um, I don't know. I don't have anything I love in the cards for like a minus four. I'm not really inclined to take a minus eight right now. I am thinking about, like, as I mentioned earlier, like trying to turn Chaz into Ibra, which would be two transfers, which would be a minus four next week, something like that. Um, I don't know. What What are you doing? What do you think of my shit? Um, it's hard. How much you, How much do you have in the bank? I have like three or so. Yeah, Gundogan's a real big problem. 2.8. He played today. Yeah, he played today. I mean, is, uh, I, I think Collar of Kishelny are, like, equally as annoying because... They're not keeping cleans. They're but, not keeping cleans, and there's so much money, and they both should be Chelsea defenders, but I don't want to take, like, a minus eight and make them Azpil and Alonso. You know what I mean? I know. But, I mean, at least Kishelny has a good fixture that's cleanable this weekend. Yeah, so does Kolarov, but... Eh, I don't know if any fixture is cleanable for them except for maybe Home Burnley. Or yeah. home hall, yeah. But I don't know. I think Gundogan's just he started today. He's probably not going to start next next game at Leicester. Probably back to Yaya, and then you know he'll probably play Sane, fucking Silva, KDB, everyone. They're all those fucks. So yeah, no, I know. I don't see a short swap for you though. My two, my two other defenders right now. I'm starting Kashelny, Holobos, Kolarov, but I also have Matip, Home Hammers, and Amat, Home Sunderland. You know, Amat's never startable. Ever. Amat and Matip and Kolarov aren't like 
Really? Matip, you could you could start Matip to cover Gundogan. That's pretty good cover. That's what I'm saying. So like, even if yeah. he's benched, if you take into account a minus four, then starting Matip is just so much better. Even if Gundo doesn't play, um, in yeah, terms but of the, like, yeah. The thing about it that it seems like right now is the first time all season that this has happened to my team, particularly. And I think you're experiencing the same thing is that. There are too many hot spots on the team to keep pushing aside these little problems. I mean, I've already been pushing Gunduan aside for a couple of weeks in conservative nature, and all he does is blank, be a rotation risk, and not get me points. That I think it's it's time that if I can't hold my future plans to get possibly higher ceiling points, players on my team, yeah, um, to just keep. Pushing off these transfers, and um, the, I mean the Aguero thing was completely unforeseen, but everyone's in that boat. Totally. So, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of hot spots, as you say. Yeah, I'm. I cannot. So hard. Look at, I can't look at him again. I can't keep him in my team. I couldn't believe he fucking price dropped last night. If I knew he was going to drop last night, I would have transferred him out last night. But I think it's it is very conservative to keep him. But I'm I'm in a different position than you that I don't have a good coverage. I don't have good coverage for him. Yeah, like Matip. And it might just be a better minus four to take next week or possibly get away with not using a minus four on that spot. But it doesn't look like he's going to be returning anytime soon. And he has to go. So it's tough. It's, it's tough. A tough one. It's tough. That's right. just where I'm at right now. It could change. I could, yeah, it could easily change. Like I, It's hard to just keep money in the bank and shitty players in your team when yeah. they're just minus Let's, four away from being potential festivals. I just think like... In your midfield right now, you have Siggy, Gundogan, Firmino, Alexis, and Darun. Yeah. So you want to keep Siggy, obviously, and Alexis, but the Gundogan spot, and even to a lesser extent, maybe Firmino is a little questionable. Yeah, I'm not worried about Firmino right now. I just think, okay. like, the analogy that I made to you after last week, I think, was just like, and someone else made this to me on Twitter a long time ago, it's just like, taking hits is kind of like, uh, not going by the book in blackjack, you know. Like if you go by the book in blackjack, you'll do decently. You'll be close to like fifty percent even money. If you start just like hitting when you feel like it or holding when you feel like it, instead of going by the book, you're probably just gonna end up. Unless you get insanely, unsustainably lucky, you're just gonna fuck yourself. And that's kind of how I feel about hits. It's like. I had the greatest hit of all time with those of the Sanchez last week, and it was amazing. And probably the difference of like 70,000 places overall rank or something. But to just keep taking hits, especially because there's no one obviously that I want for Gundo mm-hmm. for like 2.8, it just feels like I'm probably going to end up fucking myself over when, I don't know, I don't necessarily need to but yeah no it, it doesn't feel good as you said like you're angry with a lot of guys in your team I feel the same way like there's mm-hmm. like four guys in my team that I just have no interest in owning but I have no freeze and just like can't do anything about it yeah I I feel I feel what you're saying but I'm, I'm sort I'm starting to just be a little bit like it's it's just time because I'm yeah. sputtering it a little bit it might just be I, time yeah yeah, I'm sputtering a little bit. I've had a few weeks where I've barely been around average, and I think over the last three weeks I've kind of moved from fit, like 
fourteen k to eighteen k, and I'm I'm not doing much. So yeah, on I the mean, other I'm, side of the argument that I was just arguing for is like when you look at the overall stats of like the overall top ten k and their average score. The average points deducted is always like around one, maybe a little yeah. bit below one. If you think about like yourself versus the overall, it seems a lot less daunting to me um, to like take a minus four. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it averages out. Everyone normally will take some hits here and there throughout yeah. the season. It's just a matter of, like you said, if it's going to be a consistent thing taking hits, you're probably going to come out behind, but. Where I'm coming from thinking is that if I make a couple of measured hits at a couple of specific moments in the season, it could prevent me from, rather than continual a very slow and gradual decline, it could maybe even me out quicker and then give me more ability to have an upward trajectory because then I could make more impactful transfers on other players for bigger differentials or something like that. Totally. But yeah, I just, don't, I just don't have a mid that I want. That's really the problem. Yeah. If so, that mid was there that I wanted for Gundo, then I'd fucking do it. Or I'd be very close to doing it at least, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to definitely do Walcott to Hazard for minus four. That's going to probably happen after tomorrow's games because Hazard looks like he's about to rise soon. I know Walcott's got a good fixture, but I've had enough. I've seen enough out of him the last couple games to uh, to not have any qualms with getting rid. And yeah. I really just want to cover myself with Hazard. As discussed earlier, I was giving at least a little bit of thought and stack comparisons, to which KDB did come out pretty well ahead of Hazard to go KDB instead of Hazard, but I think it's just too much risk at this point where I'm ranked to to justify doing, especially Hazard's going to be very highly capped this weekend too, so I want to at least own him even if I don't captain him. And then I I mean, Gundogan is just, he's a fucking piece of shit. I can't it's been the war- easily the worst transfer of my season. Oh, by far, um, yeah. I've lost point three on him. I've gotten maybe three points in six weeks or something like that out of him. So I think I'm going to just do him to Chan, and it'll leave me enough left in the bank to either do Fuchs to Alonzo next week for free or take a hit and downgrade Fuchs to someone pretty cheap and do Firmino to KDB next week. Yeah. yeah so that would kind of. is a real fucking shout. Yeah. I, I do feel like I am chasing last week's points to an extent, and he's obviously but his not. Stats gonna, are good. The stats are good. I'm not sure. I'm still a little bit nervous about what Lalana's introduction of the team is going to be because yeah. I'm just a little nervous when all of them covers them a little bit more. Lalana gets forward a lot. I don't know if Chan's going to kind of have to be a little bit more middle of the park, but he still creates some chances. I think at his price, he's not going to be going down anytime soon. Hopefully, some chances. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> and to boot, then this is why I was considering him last week was he had Bournemouth and then West Ham, so I'm thinking that those are two fixtures where he should be able to comfortably make up the points hit. So I already lost one of those. At Burrow is not a good fixture, but I've got to hope maybe he'll get if he gets an assist. Get an assist home then I'm going to come ahead. I'm going to come out even if he just gets an assist because I'm thinking Gundogan's on a one point with a cameo. Yeah, so, I think that's fair. There's also I, Phillips is is around there yeah, too. But that's the thing is I want to it, it also I don't think there's enough in it for the point five that it would prevent me from doing something like Fuchs to Alonso next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So freeing freeing the point five also is very significant for me 
moving forward. Yep. So I think, I think I'm going to be on for a minus eight this week. Wow. Yeah. So I went from no hits all year to minus high. eight. Minus eight. Mini, mini wild card. Uh, it, it doesn't feel good. And if, if I come away next week at maybe like 25K, if I drop something like 7K next week off a of minus eight, I'd be really happy. Yeah. But then it would also allow me to be able to make my one or maybe take another hit next week and then I'll feel so happy with my team for the near term. So that's what I'm looking at. I think it is very much of a hold what I have and hate my players. I could easily just not do anything. Start Walcott, great fixture, you know, hope Gunduan starts. If not, I would get Darun off the bench is probably on for a two pointer. You know, I, those, they just, I want to go for some ceiling plays I haven't done all year. And I don't know. I need to. I need to get rid of some guys I hate. I think it's just time for me to do that. Yeah, it's a, one of the things that I think also makes it really hard this week for you and I, especially. And we should wrap up soon. Is there's so few teams with like good good runs right now. You know, like we're yeah. fresh off of like several like five or six teams who are like you know mid table decent teams, like Stoke and like fucking Watford and shit. Where like there are a bunch of you know cheap options that we could get with reasonable fixtures, even if some of them didn't pay off, it still felt good to bring them in. Whereas like now, like the teams with the good fixtures are like Chelsea and Arsenal, and like other than that, it's like bottom bottom table. So it's like all of those like mid range guys, like you know Arnie or. Uh, you know, a West Brom guy, Phillips or Chadley or whatever, like they just have nightmare fixtures and it's like, doesn't really feel like an option. Yeah. You so. also have Siggy there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have but him no, already. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. I think the difference between anyone who's 7 million to 5 million in midfield is basically none. And if you can't get into the premium bracket outside of maybe Siggy and I guess Pedro even now has his warts. After being subbed off so early, there are really not a lot of those kind of mid-price mids who look like value at this point, which makes it tough. And that's also why I feel like Chan's just as good as anyone. Yeah, four nine is so cheap, and yeah, and you're just, you need to Liverpool to bounce back a little bit. Home West Ham's a perfect game to do it. I mean, he did just come off a double return. He scored a world and he's getting forward. He's creating chances. That's right. I, I don't know. I don't love him and I don't think it's a fantastic transfer. I just think it's something that could get me by for a few games. Yeah, yeah. yeah with, a, with a new face and a new friend. And I don't know. And he has great Gundogan, hair and shit. I know, dude. Gundawan. Oh, God. He's just been terrible. Gundawagon. Terrible. <laughs> All right. Check us out at fmlfpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfpl. Email us at fmlfpl at gmail.com. Join our league, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes, too.